Welcome to the Serviced Accommodation Property Podcast. This podcast by Kevin Paneskis, also known as the Property Soldier, covers all aspects of serviced accommodation and how to make it a profitable and sustainable business. Kevin started investing in property in 1991 whilst serving in the British Army and now owns a multi-million pound property portfolio and serviced accommodation business and is a best-selling author. And now your host, Kevin Paneskis. Okay, welcome to the, this episode of the Service Accommodation Property Podcast. Today we have got Simon King from the Landlord Pension and he's going to be talking specifically about using your SaaS and how you can use that to invest in property. I've seen Simon speak a number of times on the property circuit. He's extremely experienced in this field. I've, I've watched this presentation. It's great. There's plenty of humour in it. You're going to love it. So without any further ado, can I get a round of applause for Simon King? Morning, everyone. So you're quite a shy bunch, are you? Yeah? Oh, good luck with that. Um, As Kevin said, my name's Simon King from the Landlord's Pension. And what I'd like to do today is just share some ideas with you about how you can use your existing or frozen pensions to either start or grow or accelerate your property business. So a little bit about myself. Um, I've been in financial services for now on 30 years, um, both in the UK and the Middle East. Um, worked for a number of different financial institutions, including for my sins, a couple of high street banks. Um, my role within these organisations was to actually advise people about their pensions and their investments. In particular, investments in stocks and shares, or as some people refer to them, shocks and scares. Okay? So, when I came back to the UK, I, um, I saw the light and I was approached by the Landlord's Pension, who showed me a way to help people, property investors, actually utilise their, their pensions and investments and invest them in one way, shape or form into property. So how do we actually help people? Well, as I mentioned, we help people take control of their historic or, or current pension schemes. Combine pensions, whether that be individual pensions or pensions with others uh, to invest in property. But the main thing about what we do is helping you take control of your money. Because at the end of the day, your pension that you've paid into for all those years and you've worked for and invested, it is your money. Now, financial institutions may say something different. You know, they're the fund managers or the fund managers, as they refer to themselves, and they're actually investing it for you. But really, what we're talking about here is you using your money to invest in something that you like and that you have actually seen great returns from. Now, 100% of our clients, and we've been around since 2004, 100% of our clients every year, year on year, have increased their pension fund. There's been no ups or downs. There's been no sort of crashes. Every year, they've increased the value of their pensions. Quick disclaimer, with regards to ourselves and SAS pensions, which is what we deal with, not regulated by the FCA, the Financial Conduct Authority. So this presentation is just for information purposes only. Everybody happy with that? Yeah? I'm not going to get sued now. I can move on, yeah? Fantastic. So what is a pension? Everybody know who this guy is? Yeah, Robert Kiyosaki wrote the book uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. If you haven't read it, absolutely fantastic. Read that. It's one thing I would recommend. Um, 
in the book, he actually talks about assets and, and what is an asset. And what he says is an asset is something that puts money in your pocket, benefits from compound interest, and does not require substantial time investment. Now, your pension is an asset. Whether you know it or not, your pension is an asset. It could well be the biggest source of funding, biggest bank account that you possess, but not many people are aware of that. The thing is, people don't take a lot of notice because a lot of property investors I speak to, the reason they got into property in the first place was to actually subsidise or provide them with an income retirement because their pension wasn't going to do that for them. Okay, so it really is something that you, people should take notice of, but they don't. Now, one of the reasons for that is education. People aren't aware of how a pension works. They don't know about stocks and shares and all the types of investments and exactly you know, how it operates. Now, you're not on your own here. Uh, there's a, an excerpt from a speech by Andrew Haldane. Now, Andrew Haldane is the chief economist of the Bank of England. And in his speech, what he said was, to, uh, to give a, a personal example, I consider myself moderately financially literate, yet I confess to not being able to make the remotest sense of pensions. Now, I don't know what's more worrying, the fact that the chief economist can't make head or tails of pension, or he considers himself only moderately financially literate. Uh, either way, it's a concern. So, you know, you're not on your own when you look at your pension statement and look at it and think, oh, I don't know, I can't make head or tail of it, okay? There's, there's a lot of people like that. When people sort of look at investments and pensions, they'll generally go to an IFA, Independent Financial Advisor. So, why has your IFA not told you about investing your pension in property? Well, there are a number of reasons for this. Basically, IFA, who is regulated by the FC, his hands are tied, or her hands are tied, due to the regulation. So the FCA regulate the, the, the advisor to give the advice that, you know, they'll rubber stamp. Property isn't one of them. Okay? One of the reasons for that is risk. Give a quick show of hands. Does anybody think that property is a high-risk investment? Nope. Anybody think stocks and shares is a high-risk investment? Yeah? In the FCA world, it's the other way around. Now, being cynical, I don't know if that's because they don't regulate property investment and they consider it high risk, but that's the way they look at it. And that's one of the reasons that an IFA won't talk to you about investing your, your, your money into property, because they consider it high risk. And they deal with retail clients. So a retail client is just everybody and anybody who can walk in off the street and get advice about where to put their money. Now, bear in mind, 90% of people don't really understand equities and stocks and shares. You know, they're, they're, they're relying on these guys for the advice. Well, that's exactly where they're going to put it, into something that people don't understand. Whereas property investment, many people, many more people, actually understand that, but they won't touch it. So bear in mind you're getting this professional advice. Surely equities have performed well, yeah? 20 years in the FTSE 100. So this is actually taken from Hargreaves Lansdowne's own website. And it's tracked to FTSE 100. I've used the FTSE 100 because everybody's heard of it. A lot of people's pensions are invested into it. Um, any idea how much it would actually go up each year? Has anybody heard of audience participation? Yeah? Five, five, six 6%, 7%. If you'd put um, or had just under 7,000 in the FTSE 100 20 years ago, you'd have just over 7,000 today. Okay? Now... I will just caveat that, you would have had dividends, yield, rent. According to BBC Business over the last 20 years, the average yield for the FTSE 100 has been 3% net. Okay? So there's your capital growth, if you like. 
and your, your yield, your, your dividend, your rent, is just about 3% per annum. Okay? If you compare that to house prices, and this is from home track, house price, this is UK-wide, just over 65,000 um, 20 years ago, just over 230,000 today. So there's your capital growth. If you're looking at what's a good way to invest, then property, as you're probably already aware, is probably the, the, the best option. And again, when you're looking at a dividend, that's your rent, that's your yield. Okay? Now, if you're not getting more than 3%, okay, in London at the moment, you probably won't, but generally over this, this, this time, the time frame, and depending on where you invest in, that your actual yield, as well as capital growth, is going to be much superior. So with regard to fees, so we've established that it's not been, you know, fantastic growth and fantastic returns. Surely they can't be charging you a lot of money for giving you this advice. Yeah? Anybody watch Panorama? Yeah? Come on, we're all friends here. One, one two people? Anybody get excited when they, when they see pension expose on Panorama? Yeah, just me, I, I get that. Um, so, this was uh, taken from Panorama, I think, three years ago. Who took my pension? And what it looked at was the actual effect and the reality of fees, whether it be policy fees, fund manager fees, setup fees, whatever it might be, of equities. And it found that one, and it was actually a high street name, institution, took the equivalent of 80% of funds invested in fees and charges. So for every pound that goes in, only 20p has actually been invested. It's no wonder then that the actual returns haven't been all that great. So if you think it's a, a, a cheap option to go and see somebody in the high street who's an IFA, well, believe me, it's not. So why should you take control? If this wasn't enough, you get greater control and scope over your investments with the type of pension scheme that we're looking at. You can use it to fund or start or accelerate your property business and you can increase the returns that you're getting from where it's actually sat now. You can also reduce the pension charges, and you can consolidate, as I said, various different pensions that you have as individuals, or husbands and wives, partners, business partners, whatever it might be. How do we do that? SAS, small self-administered scheme. A lot of talk around SAS pensions at the moment. You know, it's, it's a bit of a buzzword. Um, a lot of people are getting more involved, and that's why it's important, really, to be getting educated about it. Um, you have to be a director of your own limited company to establish a SAS pension scheme. Effectively, what it is, it's your company's company pension scheme. That's what gives you the control. Okay? Now, more and more property investors on the advice of their accountants, particularly if it's a property accountant, are, are actually buying going forward through a limited company. So that's actually opened the door for a lot more people now. Um, Set-up costs, it all depends on the administrator. So we... Uh, at the landlord's pension, well, we are registered to actually administer uh, SAS pensions. We don't. We'd rather take the view of, look, everybody's different. Let's have a look at the most cost-effective administrator that will allow you to do what you want to do. Um, so set-up costs, you're looking at 3500 plus VAT. Annual costs, depending on what you're doing with the fund, is between £1,000 and £1,400 per annum plus VAT. Those costs can all actually be paid from the pension fund anyway. This is money you can't otherwise access. Not all SAS pensions and pension administrators are the same, and this is where it's really important to know that you could go on to 
the internet and sort of Google SAS pension, say I've heard of that name, and set up a SAS pension, and when you actually go to the administrator and look at, tell them what you're looking to do, they might say, that's not something we deal with. So it's really important to actually be speaking to the right people uh, when you're looking at establishing the SAS at outset. Okay? Uh, with regard to funding, as I said, you can use existing or frozen pension funds, transfer them into the scheme. You can make company contributions. You can make personal contributions. You're limited to a maximum of £40,000 a year or whatever you take as an income as your personal contribution. Okay? The most company directors I know earn £10,000 a year. That's the maximum you could put in as a personal contribution. If your company's got 100,000 and your, your accountant's saying, look, we need to get rid of this or you're going to get hit with corporation tax, you can make £100,000 pension contribution from your company. Okay? So it's just a lot more flexible than your standard pension or, or, or your pension where it's sat there now. So if we fast forward and we've uh, got the HMRC registration for your, for your pension scheme, the funds are transferred, you've got the money sat in cash. You've got the SAS, you've got the freedom, you've got the control. What are you going to do with it? Well, there's a number of different things that you can actually do with your SAS pension. Buy commercial property. You can use 100% of your fund to buy commercial property with a SAS pension scheme. Now, we've got to be very careful here when we talk about commercial property because it's not commercial property as we would see it necessarily. It's what HMRC deem as commercial property. So, pubs, care homes, factories, retail units, all commercial. Guest houses, yeah, hotels, commercial. HMOs, not. Okay, so if you've got an HMO and you're thinking, well, I run it as a business, yeah, it's, I've got commercial lending on it, it's an HMO, HMRC don't look at that as a commercial unit. Okay, so that again, important to speak to the right people about what you're looking to do. You can leverage up to 50% of your fund to actually buy a commercial property. So not only you can use your pension fund, you can actually leverage up to 50% of the fund with an external lender. So that's what we can do. How does that actually work in reality? Well, we have a number of uh, clients that are featured in YPN. Does anybody take YPN, your property news. Yeah, lots of, uh, lots of clients of ours are, are, are in there. their stories, if you like. So this is a case study about Chloe, one of our clients in Oxfordshire. Now, Chloe was actually a director of a, a lettings agent. She ran a letting agency. Um, and Chloe's story was she actually rented her offices from the landlord, who then decided he was going to pull the rug. So everybody knew Chloe. She was very successful. They knew she, where she was but now she's had to go and find new premises for her business. So she had £300,000 in a pension, uh, wanted to actually buy her own property to run her, her lettings business out of. So what she did is she uh, identified a property for just under £400,000. Okay? Her pension, with the leverage, she got £100,000 from HSBC, actually bought the property for her to run her business out of. Because she didn't want to be put in that position again which has got a landlord pulling the rug from under her, okay? So she's bought the, bought the property. The actual rent that she paid, bear in mind she, her pension now owns it, gets paid back into her pension. So her pension fund is growing. She's in a great position that she's got, she owns the, the, the property she works out of, okay? 
The other thing is, if, if there's any uplift in the value of that asset, bearing in mind it's owned by a pension fund, so at 400,000, if it was worth 500,000 when she decides to retire and sell it, there's no capital gain to pay because it's owned by a pension fund. It's tax-free. So a great way of actually boosting her pension and having that security. You can also take a loan, and this is very popular with a lot of our clients, you can take a loan from your pension fund and lend the money to your company. So there are a lot of HMRC rules around this. Headline R, 50% of the, of the fund value. Maximum term of five years, commercial interest, and it's a, a, a capital and interest repayment loan, okay? And you need security of a first legal charge, a security for the loan. Now, bear in mind that the, that the term here, okay, you've got to have an exit strategy. So this is absolutely ideal if you're looking to raise funds to do a deal and either refinance or flip, and if you're looking at, at, at flipping, great, it works so long as you do it because it's equal annual installments and repayments. If you look at this as a form of bridging, but you're bridging yourself, fantastic. Now, I'm a jock. If I can pay myself back in a re very tax efficient way rather than somebody else, I'll do that all day long. Yeah? So, but as I said, you do need an exit strategy. If you're looking to hold, what this does is it gives you the cash to go in and do the deal and then at a later date, when you've done the conversion, or wherever it might be, to SA, um, refinance and pay the loan back in full. But what it's done is it's given you that cash to go and do it. Again, how this actually works in reality, Andy Tunstall, some one of our clients, Andy uh, has got a rent-to-rent -rent business. That's how he was a, a director of, uh, of, of his company, rent-to-rent -rent business. He had £600,000 in a pension that he'd built up in the corporate world. Um, as well as the rent to rent, what he actually wanted to do was expand and go out and buy property as well, yeah? Um, he looked at a, a, a property and below market value, because he was a cash buyer, he actually went and bought um, a holiday let. So he went and bought a, a, a property by the seaside, and the idea was to either refinance or flip it within that 12 months. As it is, he refinanced. So he loaned £300,000 to his company. His company bought and used the security of, of the property he was buying, uh, a holiday let, and then refinanced and paid the money back within 12 months. Yeah? So, again, for Andy, very happy that he could actually use his pension fund to go out and do the deals and buy property rather than leaving it in stocks and shares. And by the way, it was losing money every year for about two or three years prior to us having a conversation with them. Hands-off property investment, again with Andy, if you're using half the money to actually go and buy a holiday let or whatever it may be, uh, you don't want the other half of the money sat there in cash. A lot of our clients, you know, that like the loan, they'll also look at a, a hands-off property investment. So crowdfunding, property bonds as we call them. Property bonds are basically just like crowdfunding you know, uh, it's, a, it's a loan to a, a larger developer and you get a fixed return over a fixed term and the underlying asset is property which you have a first legal charge on. So all of our property bonds, as I said, get an RX1, your name's on the land registry, you get a first legal charge as a safety net for your investment, fixed returns, fixed term. Typically between 6 and 10% per annum, depending on the term. Terms are usually between 1 and 5 years. It's completely hands-off. This is actually what I do, because, you know, as I said, 
financial services, I've got soft hands and a glass back. I don't want to work too hard for my money and convert stuff. So if I can actually get a great return in property without getting my hands dirty, with the security, I'm for that all day long. Um, again, Alan, uh, Alan Haskane uh, from Wiltshire, one of our clients. Alan's an IT director, very busy guy, very successful with the IT company. Got a couple of buy-to-lets, wanted to get his money out of uh, the stock market and into property from his pension, um, but he was time poor. As I said, very busy with the IT company. Um, we identified two property bonds for Andy. We split those 50-50. In the review meeting, 250,000. In two years, 313,000 fixed term returns. That's 63,000 in two years. That equates to 2,625 pounds per month, which I can tell you was a hell of a lot more than he was getting when it was invested in equities. So just to dispel a few myths, is it difficult? Well, if you're working with the right people, it's not a difficult thing to do to actually get the, the, the schemes established and registered and the money's transferred. Is it expensive? As I said, if you're getting you know, sort of 10% a year return um, and, and you're paying 3,000 one-off fee and 1,000 or 1,200 pounds a month, then when you look at the percentages, it's, it's a lot less than many people are paying in, uh, in, in equity portfolios. And do you have to be over 55? You can actually take control of your pension at any age. Okay, you don't have to be 55. 55 is a time when you can take your tax-free lump sum and you can actually buy an annuity, which would be madness at the moment, um, or, or draw down on it. But you can be any age. If you're 35 years old and you'd been paying in for 15 years into a pension that's, that's not doing a great deal for you, why wait another 20 years to actually take control of those funds and invest them in a way that you see fit? Yeah? You can do that right here, right now. So the process... I'll be honest, it's pretty easy. You establish control. The way you do that is by establishing a SAS pension scheme. You transfer the funds, or you have the funds transferred by the administrator, and then you start investing in property in one way, shape, or form. It's as easy as that. So, in summary, you can, if you're minded to, take control of your money, your pension, through the SAS pension scheme. You can switch from 3,500 one-off initial fee. You can swap the volatility, all the ups and downs of the equity market, stocks and shares, for fixed returns. You can avoid all those financial advisor charges. All of the uh, charges within the SAS pensions are flat, and it doesn't matter how much money you've got in there. If you've got a million pounds, you're still getting charged the same as if you had 100,000. Okay? It's not about percentages. Because there are costs involved, what I would say the minimum is £50,000. Now that could be 50000 in one pension or five <coughs> pensions with 10000 each in them, consolidated, but £50,000 plus, then fina absolutely financial, financially viable for you. The other thing with regards to what's viable is the types of pensions. Now, in October 2015, unfortunately, Her Majesty's Government um, decreed that any state-based pensions or government-based pensions would not be transferred. So armed forces, NHS, police, fire service, teachers, unfortunately, sorry, 
Unfortunately, um, the government said, no, we're just losing too much money out of these. People are going off and you know, establishing SAS pensions and buying property and making money. Unfortunately, that's not the way that these things are funded, so I'm afraid that, that those aren't allowed to be transferred. You can pool pensions with uh, family, friends, business partners, whatever. So, I mean, I've got a number of clients that are two or three directors that have all put their pensions into a, a one SAS pension scheme to buy in that extra buying power. Um, everybody's individual contribution is ring-fenced. So if somebody's putting 100, 200, and 300, doesn't mean the guy with 100 is getting the guy with 300's money. Everybody's uh, individual contribution is ring-fenced, but what it does, as I said, is it just gives you more buying power. And you can withdraw it, because at the end of the day, this is a pension. It's regular. It's, a lot of people say, oh, SAS pension's unregulated. It's like the Wild West. It's, it's not the case. The pensions regulator and HMRC register and regulate SAS pension schemes because ultimately they are pensions. Um, at 55, you can take your 25%, you can you know, draw down on the pension, same as you could with any other pension scheme. Um, you can, as I said, buy an annuity, which would be crazy at the moment. Um, you could take it all as cash if you wanted to, you just get hit with a tax bill on it, but you, know, you can do absolutely everything you can do with a standard pension. So if it's personal pensions, absolutely fine. If it's company, old company pensions and the uh, stocks and shares, but absolutely fine. Okay? Final salary pensions. You can actually transfer final salary pension schemes. If it's over £30,000 transfer value, you'll need an IFA report. But that's, that, that's fine as well. A lot of people look at that as legacy. They say, well, you know, I've got this pension. The transfer value is 500000 It's going to give me 15000 a year. I've worked out I'll have to live till I'm 172 before I break even. So a lot of, and, and, and then you know, my partner or my children won't get anything when I die. So a lot of people look at that and say, well, you know, I've got to weigh this up, which is, which is going to be the best thing for me. So all of these pensions, absolutely, we can look at. And if it's the right thing for you to do, you can make the decision, you can do it. So it's all about taking action. And, and I know, you know, I've been on enough courses myself as well, and people talk about taking action and, and all the rest of it, but it, re it really is, it's, 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 it's as simple as that. Um, this is a guy called Jim Rohn, um, and one of the quotes I, I like from him about taking action is, if you don't like how things are, change it. You are not a tree. So, if you've ever paid into a pension before, if you've got a, an ex-company pension or private pension, and you want to invest in property, and you're not a tree, then I'd be, I'd be love to have a, a conversation with you, um, you know, during the break, and I know we're going to take some Q&As. That's my details there. Um, if anybody, you know, sort of, you know, because you are shy, uh, wants to just email me or give me a ring at any point, absolutely fine, feel free. So I'd just like to say thank you very much. I hope it's been of some value to you. Okay, hopefully everyone found that useful, everyone. So for those people listening, uh, if anyone does want to contact you, Simon, how should they do that? Drop me an email, give me a ring, simon at thelandlordspension.co.uk, my number 078-079-34765. Fantastic. Can I get a round of applause to Simon? Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Serviced Accommodation Property Podcast. If you have any suggestions on future content for this podcast, please message Kevin via his Facebook page, Property Soldier.